Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Little Talks with Big Nikki. I am your host, Big Nikki. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how I'm watching way too much Venus and Fur, how ordering a couch was such an ordeal, and kids' technology today just has my little 90s baby mind blown. So stick around if you want to hear about all that fun stuff. Roll intro. Hey, this is Little Talk Big Nikki. Hey everyone, hope you are doing well. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So glad you are here listening with uh, along, along to me, not with me, I guess really that doesn't make sense. Uh, but thank you for listening nonetheless. Um, if it's your first time, I'm your host, Big Nikki. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. If you watch this on YouTube, you will probably notice the background's looking a little bare. Well, that is only because I am in the process of moving and uh, my room is just about packed up. So next couple weeks are gonna be transition periods between the old place and the new place. So bear with me when it comes to background. Um, But for those of you not listening, still should be the same great quality sound. You don't have to worry about looking at a bare wall. So bear with me when it comes to that, but Yeah, speaking of moving, uh, you find a lot of things when you have to move because you're like going through stuff and you're like, I didn't know I had this or I forgot I had this and it's been in like this bin for the last, you know, four years and kind of forgot about it. So I found these earbuds I'm using actually. I've been having an earbud shortage problem. Either they break or I lose them, something. So these earbuds actually came with my last phone and I just found them like sitting at the bottom of this bin and I was like why haven't I used these they are like nice earbuds so still getting adjusted to those how they you know fit in my ear and stuff but they seem pretty good so perks of moving you find things that you didn't know you had it's like Christmas morning sometimes um also on the subject of moving why is couch shopping so difficult so I have never in my life had to shop for furniture before because I moved from my parents' house into a dorm and from the dorm into our current apartment. And our current apartment is kind of made for college students, so it came furnished. So never had to shop for furniture until now. Um, Me and my roommate, Becca, uh, went to go get a couch. And we go to the first place and we spent probably 40 minutes in there. Easy. We, like find this couch well and then we find another one we're like okay we like this one better so we were ready to like put the order in okay let's get it and the lady like looks it up and she's like yeah just so you guys know it's probably she said it's at least at least going to be six to eight weeks before you have this couch she said if not mid-september i said what I looked at Becca, I was like, what? What did she just say? I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not like we're just redecorating our living room and we have a couch. I said, we have no couch. Like, this is not going to work. So she was like, I just wanna be honest with you and upfront, I understand if you wanna go somewhere else. We're like, great, like where are we supposed to go now? Cause we thought that this place, you know, would have what we needed. So we end up, and this is not an ad. Like, I'm not getting paid to say any of this. I just am sharing with you guys my experience. You can do with the information what you want. But if you're from, like, the Northeast Ohio, kind of Cleveland area, we went to Value City in um, Parma on, I think it's Brook Park Road. So 
I, for some reason, had like a really negative connotation towards Value City Furniture. I don't know why. I thought it was like cheap stuff or like, I, I don't know why. I always just had such a negative connotation of this furniture store. But I was like, okay, like we'll go see what they have. We walk in and it's like really nice. They have it laid out, very organized, very clean. I was like, okay, I think I like... I don't know what made me think this about Value City Furniture. There again, never shop for furniture. Um, but my opinion quickly changed as soon as we walked in. So this guy greets us immediately and he's like, can I help you today? And me and Becca agreed in the car. We were immediately gonna ask, what is your like shipping timeline? And he basically says the same thing. He's like, yeah, it's probably gonna be six to eight weeks out. And we're like, what are we supposed to do? He's like, okay, don't worry. He said, I will literally like, you know, they have like an iPad and stuff. He said, I will go down all the rows of couches and, you know, sectionals and whatever. And he was like, I will tell you what I have in stock right now that can be delivered this week. And we were like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Yes, please. So this guy, God bless his heart, his name is Javier, the nicest guy. He was like the, like I understand, like obviously they're all salesmen, they're all like trying to sell you whatever. I don't know if they make commission or how that works, but super nice guy, super, super helpful, spent a lot of time with us and got us what we needed. So we went, I think we were in the last row. So they had like three aisles of just couches and uh you know he would stop and he'd be like okay this one's in stock in this color and then like we go and we're like okay what's our next option so we found something even better than the one at the original place so we like this one even more so that was like amazing um and he you know got us hooked up with like the delivery coming saturday we're like yes we will have a couch this week and we really like it um and then he helped me find my desk which this part was like cool because they didn't have like a ton of desk selections but kind of took me through found me one that was like on sale and he was able to get me like additional money off like it just it was so good so i was trying to explain to him because he, he started asking like is this going in your bedroom because i told him like i'm kind of tight on space which i am um you guys will see this desk because this is i i'm I need a desk anyway, but I also want it for the podcast. So, um, new setup, you should see at least some of the desk, um, more than my current setup right now. So I said, yeah, like it's going in my bedroom. And I said, like, I mainly need it. Um, I host a podcast and he was like, like professionally. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I said, like, I, I have my own podcast and I put it out into the world. And he was like, he, he just thought it was the coolest thing. Like Javier was starstruck. He was just like, oh my gosh. He was like, congratulations. And like, I don't think he understands like pretty much anyone can do a podcast at this point. Like you just need some equipment and need a software to distribute it and boom, like you, you can do it. So it was like just really funny. And I felt like so, you know, I don't want to say famous, but I just felt like, oh, like someone thinks like I'm cool because I host a podcast. Thank you, sir. And then, um, uh, you know, I just told him like I had a YouTube channel too, but I also was probably gonna get a desktop, desk, oh my gosh, I can't talk guys, desktop set up, say that five times fast, um, for editing, uh, you know, doing like photo and video stuff. So uh, I said, yeah, I just like need this desk for like those types of things. And he was like, congratulations, like that's so amazing. Like, wow, he was just 
I, Javier was just starstruck. But yeah, so if, again, if you're in like the Northeast Ohio, kind of like Cleveland area, and you were looking for furniture, I highly recommend Javier at Value City Furniture. Again, this is not a sponsored ad. This is literally just based on my experience. He was so nice, so friendly, so helpful. Really cool guy. Um, got us what we needed for like good prices. I was honestly surprised, you know, things cost less than I thought that they were gonna cost. So that was good. Um, super cool. So that was like our couch hunting adventure, you know, if you wanna call it that. Um, so we do have a couch and I do have a desk. So those are good things and less stress um, for us moving in. Um, talking about, it kind of like TV stuff, I guess. I don't know, I just, I, I realized like that America right now has Hamilton fever. America, we have Hamilton fever, which is way better than Corona fever. So <laughs> I will take it. Um, it's amazing. I, I, I just want to take this opportunity to talk about how much I love Hamilton because I'm not a huge musical person. I'm not a Broadway buff. I, I theater's not like, I'm not really cultured in it. Um, but in 2018, when Hamilton came to Playhouse Square, me and Becca bought tickets and we saw it and we went in knowing nothing, right? So we, like, we said, we're not going to listen to the music. We're not going to, like, try to look anything up about it. Um, knowing just literally the bare minimum was like, this is a musical about Alexander Hamilton. And that's all we knew. And I just remember, like, by first intermission, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is incredible. Like, I just couldn't get over how good it was. Um, just everything was just amazing. And um, so we were hooked then, and we were this close that same summer to buying two more tickets to go see it again while they were still here. But we were like, our bank accounts, we were like, we can't, we just cannot swing it. So we didn't. And then we heard that they were supposed to come back to Playhouse um, in August of this year of 2020, of course, this was pre-corona that this was, you know, supposed to happen and, uh, obviously not happening now, but we had already talked. We were like, we don't care like what it costs. We are buying tickets. We are going, um, Hamilton is just amazing. If you not, if you have not heard it, if you have not seen it, you really should. I understand if you're like, I'm not really a musical person, like da da da. I'm not either. Okay. I'm not either. And I'm telling you, this is amazing like hands down it probably will end up in top five top ten of all-time best broadway productions i i don't know how it couldn't um lyrically it is amazing storyline is amazing um musicality amazing uh, acting dancing just it's it, i have no, i have not one bad thing to say about it it's just incredible um and I always like find it fascinating that an entire, an entire story can be written in music. Like there's no like talking there. It's not like it's like one of those musicals where there's like some speaking lines and then they like have a song and then there's some more speaking lines and they have a song. Like literally everything is said in song form, in, in music. Um, and the fact that they pull that off and it's it's insane. But I feel like America, you know, 2009, we had 
Bieber fever. Was it 2009, 2010, something like that. America had Bieber fever. Now we have Hamilton fever. And I'm okay with it. Uh, I am definitely okay with it. And the, the tunes are catchy. They will get stuck in your head. But I think it's really cool that, you know, in this time, they decided to release the musical on Disney Plus so people can watch it. Maybe people who didn't have the opportunity or the money um, to go to see it, um, you know, in person live. Um, at least they can experience it now in their own homes. And uh, it's just so good, guys. It's just so good. Um, but yeah, I feel like Hamilton Fever is just running across the nation. And I... I feel like it coming out on Disney Plus right now is probably one of the most needed and best things to probably happen in 2020 so far. So, um, yeah, again, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. Love, love, love. Absolutely nothing. Nothing bad to say about it. Um, on top of that, I'm watching way too much Phineas and Ferb these days, guys. I, I just, I'm 22 and the show's just so great because I feel like sometimes it's even better if you watch like a kid show as an adult, like as you're older, because, <sighs> wow, it's just so good. Like, it's just so funny. Like you catch things that you probably wouldn't if you were a kid, like some of like the subtle jokes. It, it's just, it's good. And like, I don't know, the writing's good. The music's good. Phineas and Ferb has some bomb songs is all I'm gonna say so anyway the kids I nanny now I got them on it because they were like kind of trying to find something to watch the so one day it was like in the afternoon and uh we had gone somewhere and they were like tired so you know last hour or so I was there they just like wanted to like, chill out and understandably so so I was like well have you guys ever seen like Benice and Ferb because I thought I was like okay this is something like the the boy will like and the girl will like like it, it's not like gender specific it's not like watching you know like barbie like typically like as a young girl like you would want to watch barbie i know this 11 year old boy does not want to watch barbie so i was like okay have you guys ever seen Phineas and firm they were like no what's that and i said you have disney plus and they were like yeah so I was like, okay. So I like show them Phineas and Ferb and like, especially the girl, she loves it. Like just watches it all the time now, sings like the theme song. And I was like, oh no, like the mom's gonna hate me. Parents are just gonna hate my guts because I introduced this to them. And now like it's, you know, catching on and they just love it so much. But, um, but then like Becca will turn it on here too, like where I live at the apartment. So then we end up watching it. So I watch it sometimes there with the kids and then I watch it here at home. And it's just like, I just like thought the other day, I was like, I'm 22 and I'm watching like a lot of Phineas and Ferb, but I mean, I, I ain't mad about it though. You know, I just, I ain't mad. I just, it's such a good show and, and you know, they don't make them like that anymore. They just don't Disney, Nickelodeon. It's just not what it used to be. Cartoon Network, not what it used to be guys. I used to watch like, Tom and Jerry and the Justice League. I can't find the Justice League anywhere. I might have talked about this before. I don't know. I can't remember. But I, I just can't find it anywhere. Like, you know, you can buy like the Scooby-Doo seasons or like the Tom and Jerry's. Like, um, my roommate has bought me both early seasons of Scooby-Doo and Tom and Jerry. Or did my mom get me Tom and Jerry? One of those two. I have them. Someone got them for me as a gift. 
and uh, but I can't find like the Justice League anywhere and like I talked to people about the Justice League and I feel like I'm the only one on this planet that watched it because like nobody knows what I'm talking about but it had everybody in it it was like Wonder Woman Green Lantern Aquam Aquar oh my gosh Aquaman uh, Batman Superman the Wonder Twins like it was just such a good show like you had the whole crew the whole crew I'm sure I'm missing a couple other people but like basically everyone that you know was like DC DC comics was in this um, and like nobody knows what I'm talking about and it's like I just want to watch it again it was so good like I would watch those again in a heartbeat um, so yeah I just reminiscing about the good old days when I was a kid when they made TV good TV I feel like I I feel like I sound like my parents now. like they don't make it like they used to it's like every day I feel like I'm just getting older and older like you know just an old lady and I'm like they don't make that like they used to sonny and uh, they don't though I'm just they just don't make those shows like they used to so yeah watching a lot of Phineas and Ferb but also I just I have to talk about this too like nannying these kids like I I feel like I'm coming up with so much podcast material because this is like so relevant to just major issues that, you know, as a society, uh, we have discussed before and keep discussing. So the girl watches this show called Ever After High. It's basically, if you've heard of or seen um, Descendants, the Disney movies, Descendants, um, it's basically like that, but in like cartoon form where it's like all the children of like the famous fairy tale and fable characters and they like go to high school together. But there's still like the storylines of like, you know, they each kind of have to have like their own destiny per like their character. So it's like an interesting kind of show. Um, obviously for kids. Uh, but watching it. And obviously these are like children of like princes and princesses, but I'm, I'm going to focus on the girls when I, when I talk about this, like the princesses specifically. And it's like such an unrealistic expectation of female beauty. Oh my word. Like I, I'm sitting there as a 22 year old thinking like, I don't look like that. Like just the, the makeup and, and the hair and the, the outfits, like, and, and it's, like, the same with Barbie. So, like, the little girl, like, she has, like, dolls, right? So she has, like, some of the dolls are actually based off of these Ever After High characters. Some, she has, like, some Barbie dolls. And it's just, like, they're just, like, perfect. They have, like, voluminous, long hair of whatever color. Some are pink, some are blonde, some are brunette, whatever. Um, some are even, like, more like a platinum, like, white. Um, then they have like these cute little like dresses and like mini skirts and like these little pumps and just like the, the makeup is done and it's just like this is crazy to me because like again I'm 22 and this is animated like obviously this is not real you know pe people like not real actresses or anything but it's still just like perfection. It's still just like setting the standard so unreasonably, unreachably, that's not even a word, but you know what I mean. It's just setting the standard so unreachably 
Ooh, that, I think that's a word. Unreachably high. Oh, <laughs> uh, guys, who lets me do this? I can't even talk. I don't even know what words are. But it's just like such a, such a standard of perfection. Um, where I'm thinking like, I don't remember, I didn't watch like stuff like that though. Like, I don't remember watching, I didn't watch like Barbie. I, I don't remember watching any sort of show that had like pr uh, prom, gosh, I can't talk. Primarily female characters who, you know, were animated and like who looked like that. I just, I don't remember having that, but I feel like if I did as a kid, like what would I have like thought or what would I have tried to make myself be? I'm like, I, I'm never gonna be able to do my makeup like that. Like my skin is not clear all the time. Like these, these people, they don't have acne. They just, they're anime and they're dolls. So of course like their complexion's perfect and their, and their body shape is quote unquote perfect I, the the idealistic standard of what a woman's body should look like um and it's just like what and of course like maybe like half the kids like half these girls that like see this and like play with this you know at her age um they don't even it doesn't even phase them but like to me already being an adult going through teen years and you know changes and all that stuff like to me i'm looking at this like well, dang, that's like not a self-esteem booster at all. Like, this makes me not feel like very good about myself. And it's just like in his animated characters. But I know that this debate has been had before with Barbie, where like people were like, Barbie's kind of like an unrealistic, perfect, like skin tan, no acne, perfect face, body, you know, what, whatever your definition of quote unquote perfection is. But um, it's like, man, it's still, it's still going on. I'm just here to say, like, I don't have kids, obviously, but, like, you know, being in this environment with them and, and seeing, like, what they are exposed to as kids um, today and what they're watching and stuff, it's, it's still going on. And I just, such an unrealistic expectation. And it just blows, like, my mind that this is, this is what it, is I don't know I just I don't like it I don't know what the answer is though because like again I know it's animated I know it's supposed to be like they're princesses so of course like they look perfect but just the 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 standard of quote-unquote beauty and perfection is just not even attainable by human standards in, in life you know and like that's the thing it's like you never see anybody on this show, like, that's not, again, quote-unquote, perfect. Like, everyone's just skin clear, perfect outfits, perfect teeth. No one's teeth are, like, not perfect, not straight, not, like, super white. Like, I know, everyone's just perfect across the board, just perfection. And it's like, man, if I ever did have a daughter, like, I don't want to be one of those parents, you know, where I would be like, oh, I don't want you to watch this show. But it's also like, do I want you to watch this show? Like, how are you going to feel after you watch it? And again, maybe they're so young and they're not exposed to the stuff like I've been exposed to. And they don't even think about stuff like that right now. So like, maybe it's okay. I just, I think about it and it's, it's, it's unsettling. Um, so that's my... That's my soapbox 
on unrealistic expectations placed on mainly women. Uh, it definitely happens with men too. I, I don't want to exclude that because it definitely, I've heard plenty of stories where young boys have, um, you know, self-esteem issues as well um, because they're comparing what they see, unrealistic, you know, things in magazines and TV. Um, but it always has been and I think it always will be a predominantly female issue. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why, but that just seems to be how it is, and obviously I don't think that's changing anytime soon. But um, yeah, Ever After High, very interesting, very interesting, and Barbie, I just kind of lumped the two together because it's kind of the same ideal, ideal, idea. Now something else that I do like that this uh, little girl has introduced me to that, you know, she watches is the Babysitter's Club. And apparently it's like books that are kind of older. It's not like a new storyline, I guess, but they just started making like a show to pair with the books. And at first I was like, okay. But you know, she was watching like a couple episodes over the past couple weeks and I was just like, you know, like, I like this show. Like I was like sitting there with her and I was like, this is like a good show. Like. The girls don't all look the same. Um, they have different personalities and what they wear is different. And like just their kind of roles within this like quote unquote club. And they are, you know, business owners in middle school because they started like this babysitting um, business in their community. And it's just like girl empowerment. Like they still have like little you know, like crushes on like boys and like that whole thing. And it's like, oh, I think he's cute. And it's just like, it's, but it's so good. And like every episode, like they talk about real issues. Like the, the one episode I was watching, the one little girl has, don't hate me if I get this wrong. I think it's type one diabetes. It's the, it's the type that doesn't have like a cure. Um, I didn't know that there was a cure for type 2 diabetes, but I'm also not a diabetes expert. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was type 1. And so, like, there was a whole episode about her having to deal with that. She had had, like, a seizure from her sugar going too low, um, at, like, her old school, which is why she came to this new school. Um, kind of that whole storyline. But I was like, dang, like, okay, this is, like, good. Like, they're actually, like, introducing kids to, like real world stuff like you know that some people have like these diseases that they have to live with and maintain and um it's not okay to like make fun of it and it's you know serious um so that was like a really good one and then just like the last one i watched on i think it was like tuesday with her was they like were at this camp and they were like making the kids pay extra to do like the extra activities so it was like you know kids whose family didn't even barely have money to, to to take them to this summer camp like they couldn't do the activities like I think they mentioned like horse riding and like there was like an art class where if you didn't have the extra money to pay for stuff you could only do like the bare minimum and so like there was this whole thing about like they had like a mini um like protest I guess or like a like a picket line where they were like this is not fair this is not equal that you know, just because someone's family makes less money that they can't have the same experience as me. Um, talking about like social justice issues and like the, 
um, socioeconomic, you know, disparities between the classes and stuff. And it was like, wow, like the, it, but like the storyline was so good. Like the writing's good. And these girls, I mean, they're probably only between the ages of like 10 and, you know, 14. And I mean, they're, they're such good actors. Like it's, it's not cheesy. It's not, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like you're watching like a, a show for like kids. Um, so I'm like, I, hey, okay, I can't get down with the Babysitter's Club. I'm I'm here for it. I never read the books. I didn't even know this existed until like two weeks ago. Never even heard of it. Um, kind of reminds me of like in my childhood, my mom was like trying to get me to read like Nancy Drew, um, which they actually just came out with the new Nancy Drew movie last summer, I think it was, summer 2019, because I actually was at the premiere for that. Um, when I was in LA, um, I went to the Nancy Drew premiere. Um, and yeah, just like, it was, it was a cool movie. Like, again, you know, it was for younger girls, a younger audience, but, um, it was still like a good movie, still good storyline. And I feel like the Babysitter's Club, like, is definitely not like low budget either. I mean, I feel like the cinematography behind it is good. The directing's good. Um, it's like, it's just a good show. And I'm like, well, dang, like I'm 22 and I might start like watching this, you know, watching all the episodes that they have out. So, you know, it's not all kid shows are dumb, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Not all kid shows can't be for adults too. Um, I enjoy it. I'm learning things. It's just, it's a good show all around. Um, but also like <laughs> nannying these kids just, you know, like blows my mind sometimes. Like the technology of today. Um, Cause I think technically by the, you know, years um, that they do the generations by, I think I'm actually considered like a Gen Z. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, no. There's, oh, excuse me. Guys, that happens sometimes, I'm just talking. I gotta, I had to, I have to burp sometimes, guys. Sorry, sorry you have to hear that, that's gross. Um, excuse me, my apologies. Um, but I'm definitely not Gen Z because I grew up on VHSs and an old fashioned camcord, like video camera, like with the tape in it. I had a cassette player. Um, I did not have a phone until I could drive when I was 16. Um, basically the only technology I had was when I was nine, I got a Nintendo DS, um, which you could play games on. And at the age of probably 13 or 14, I got an iPod touch, which, you know, you could only really talk to people if you were on Wi-Fi, like you couldn't message or you know do anything without Wi-Fi well I didn't even get Wi-Fi until I was I think 13 um, I didn't even have my first computer until I was 12 and it was like a desktop like we're not talking a laptop and then like I said I got my first phone at 16 so I am by no means a uh, generation Z person um, I or is it Generation Alpha? There's like two of them. I think it's Generation Z. I think I'm saying the right one. It gets really confusing. But anyway, I, I mean, I would, I'm a 90s baby. Like, uh, even though it was like late 90s, like I'm, I was a 90s baby like through and through. 
Um, and so just the technology that these kids have today, like the one of the first times I was there, they were like, um, I'm gonna like FaceTime like my friend. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Like you're, you're like nine. What do you mean? You're gonna FaceTime your friend. And like they have like one of their parents, like old phones, which is disconnected basically. Um, but you know, on the Wi-Fi, you can like FaceTime. They have like, they have, see, I'm learning so much guys. I'm learning more and more. <laughs> don't know if I want to bring kink, uh, kids into this world, but they have a kid's Facebook Messenger app. What? Like, and she asked me the other day, she said, do, do you have, I think she, the way she worded it, she's like, do you have the adult messenger app? And I was like, it took me a minute. I was like, what? Like Facebook messenger? I was like, yeah. And then like, she shows, like she has a kid's Facebook messenger app. So she can only message like her friends. I'm guessing it's like a pre-approved thing through the parents. Like, I was like, what? I didn't even know this was a thing. So I've just, I'm just learning so much and it's just blowing my mind. So she's like, yeah, I'm gonna FaceTime my friend. And I was like, I didn't even know, I don't even think FaceTime existed when I was your age. Like, let alone did I know what it was, let alone did I have access to do it if I could. Or like my friends, like, I was like, if you wanted to like talk to someone, you had to like call them on your landline phone. Like that's, that's how we had to set up a play date. You know, I just, it's so crazy. And then like the, the boy who's 11, he knows how to send like emails. He has like an email account and he like, he, he was like the one day I was like, what are you doing? He's 11, right? I was like, what are you doing? Like on your laptop? Cause he like makes music, makes beats, which is super cool. And so usually if he's on his laptop, that's, you know what he's doing. He's like working on music. And he was like, I'm checking my email. <laughs> I'm like, how old are you? I'm like, I just, my mind guys, I just, I'm, I'm blunt, my mind's just blown. So I can only imagine how like my parents' generation feels like when they see and hear all this stuff, they're like, what? But for me, it, what's crazy is like, it's the same stuff that I have, only I just got it within like basically the last six years. I have learned and, you know, formulated FaceTime and email and all this stuff, like within the last six years of my life. And that was in my late teens, you know, or into early adulthood. These kids are like half my age and younger and they, have this stuff and know how it works and just mind-blowing and then when I was there this past week they were like yeah like uh she's like we're gonna FaceTime grandma I was like yo what like you can FaceTime your grandma like if I tried to do that as a kid like my my one grandma for sure like she wouldn't have even known what FaceTime like was you know there again I didn't even have capability to do this but it was just crazy and she FaceTimes her grandma and I'm like oh hi like, hi, I just, what? I just, I can't, it just blows my mind. It just blows, they each have like laptops, not new, they're not new, like laptops, they're like handed down, you know, the parents got new ones anyway, so it kind of just, they got passed to each of them. But it's just insane, like they have laptops and they don't have phones, like they, they do not have a, like they just have their, I think it's it was their mom's like old phone. Um, and there again, it's like basically like doesn't have like service, um, just has, you know, stuff that you could do on the Wi-Fi, play, you know, maybe some phone games on there. But I'm just like, this is insane. And I tell them all the time, like, guys, you don't even understand. Like, this is crazy to me. I was like, I didn't have this stuff when I was your age. 
And they're like, but you're not that much older than us. I was like, exactly. That's how like fast this stuff like comes into the world and changes. And it's just, you know, and, and whether people want to admit it or think about it or not, this stuff has a, an effect on like a, a societal dynamic. Technology definitely has an effect on, you know, how we operate and think as a society and you know the younger and younger and more and more technology like humans are gonna have they're you know like at a younger age the more that's gonna affect society now I'm not gonna get into the whole debate of if it's negative or positive or whatever because that debate is ongoing and forever probably will be but there's you I don't think there's any argument that can be made that would make the statement that it changes the dynamic, um, period. Not saying for better, not saying for worse, but changes the societal dynamics um, regardless. Technology, it, it just does that. Um, so it's just crazy. I'm just, I just had to share with you guys. Like my mind's just blown. Maybe I just sound like an old uh, person over here. I just, it's hard to wrap my mind around it. I used, I used to have like, I don't know what I did as a kid. They were like, they asked me something the other day about like something about my childhood. I'm like, I don't even remember. Like, what did I do as a kid? I didn't have any siblings. I didn't, I only played with like one or two friends maybe. And that was only sometimes like, I don't know. I folded laundry with my mom. I don't know. And then people wonder why I'm a neat freak. I just, I don't know guys. I was swiffing the floors, swifting, swifting the floors. I say swift. Is it swift? No, it's not Swift. Oh my gosh, I do that all the time. It's not Swift, like Taylor Swift. It's Swiffer. So I was Swiffering the floors. There. There we go. That's the right word. I was Swiffering the floors. I don't know. I just... What did I do? I, I, I really don't remember. I really don't remember. I remember I watched Teletubbies and played with my cats and then once I got old enough, you know, I like did stuff like baseball and like soccer. But yeah, I just, I don't know guys, but it's just a different time, different time we're living in now. I feel, I feel like it's, you know, one of those like cliche sayings where it's like, you know, same problems just differently or like same problems just in like a different way or, or at a different time. Um, but yeah, it's just these, um, every week it's something new with these kids. It's like, I'm like, I, I kind of like it. They, you know. They keep me on my toes, and like I said, I feel like every time I'm there now, I just have, like, podcast topics just, like, coming, you know, happening um, as life is playing out, and I'm learning the ways of today's children, I guess, and what's going on with it, but yeah, guys, uh, too much Phineas and Ferb, still unrealistic uh, expectations for girls. Um, Hamilton fever is spreading across America, and, uh, Javier, the, the couch salesman, was just on par, just wonderful. So, that's, uh, I think that wraps it up for me, today's episode of the podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed listening to my, my rants and my stories, story time. Sometimes I just think I should just have like a segment called like story time with Big Nikki or something like that. I don't know. That might be cliche. Might not be necessary, but sometimes that's all the podcast is. It's just me just telling you stories of stuff that's happened. But 
story time's always good. Um, I appreciate you guys listening so much. Make sure um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, give this a good review. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Leave us something. You gotta do something for me, guys. You don't have to. But I would much appreciate if you did. So, uh, yeah, if you have anything, you know, you'd like me to talk about, um, ideas, topics, I'm always open and down to um, discussing things. So, you know, let me know if you have something you want to hear me get my take on or whatever. I don't even know if anybody cares what I think, but hypothetically, that would be cool. That'd be pretty dope. So, uh, yeah, I will see you guys next week. Uh, on a little talks with Big Nikki, and I hope y'all have a great week going forward. Bye.